Where's Oceania? I am stupid, aren't I? Yeah, that's Australia. And, okay. you know, surrounding areas. Okay. I'm glad I hit record in time to capture that. I, I, I told you I was the pretty face on this podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome <laughs> back. Welcome back to your home on the RNG. I didn't pay attention in school. How is everyone? <laughs> uh, so we've got Russ, as always, and of course, we've got Chris. Hello. You sounded so dejected when you said, as always. <laughs> yeah, as like, always. there's nothing I can do to get rid of him. I've tried. <laughs> oh, and we are here today. You're really going to want to get rid of me after today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, today is the podcast where I am the only person prepared, because uh, yeah. we are here today to talk about triangle strategy. Yeah, if you remember from our last episode, I informed everyone that as of the recording of this podcast, I played triangle strategy about two years ago, and I remember that there was a girl with pink hair, yes. and, and that, it, that it was fun, the but pink, I couldn't really tell you why. The pink-haired people are essentially the Jews. Yes, I re- okay, I'm They're they're the JRPG now. Jews. Okay. That is their entire Well, story. I liked them. Yeah, no. I liked I did the girl. Uh, I mean, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I ended up with the ending where I went with her and her people to establish a new homeland for them. Oh, me was too. The okay. Oh well, my there god. You go. Okay. You're unlocking memories. Well, good. Let's see yeah. how many more we this unlock. Is, this is going to be a real casual off the cuff episode. We're going to dive into personal history, but it's not going to be, it's going to, yeah, this is, this we're going to wait into the shallow end let, of let's do personal history. Let's do personal history just so I can have the music from the game. You can't use my pre-taped personal history for this one. <laughs> None of us at this table have personal history with the game. Uh, to my knowledge, Chris hasn't played it. He's listened to the soundtrack. Yeah, plus it's new. Yeah, it, and it was new when it came out, so we played it when it came out. That's mm-hmm. not personal history. That's We played it just recently. I mean, That's it's total a, history. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a thing that happened, but it's not like... I, I mean, I saw the previews, uh, and then people on Reddit were extremely positive mm-hmm. about it, and I thought, I'll play it. That's the personal history. What I remember for personal history is that I was like really excited to do this episode when it came out. And then that was two years ago. Life has happened. Because life happened. Exactly. Yes. Uh, it was developed by Square Enix and released in 2022. So you keep saying two years ago. It came out last well, year. Wait a minute. You said, you said Square Enix. There's another name. Do you know the name? I don't know the name. Art Dink. Art Dink. I don't know what Art Dink did, but they're involved. Me neither, but I love the name. Fair enough. And I guess I have no... Con- well, I, after COVID, I don't have any concept of time. So, so no. I guess I only we, did play it a year ago. We played it a year it ago. A year ago. Uh, luckily, when I play games for Home on the RNG, I take pages and pages of well, notes. Oh, man. One of Art Dink's other games is No One Can Stop Mr. Domino on the PlayStation. Well, that's one of my favorites. Oh, God. Mr. Domino's coming for us all. You know what the first thing that came to mind when you said that was that Cool Spot video game? Mm. Nobody can stop from the like Cool the Spot. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Oh, it's going to be one of those episodes. Let's go ahead and move into story and characters.
three kingdoms, two of which have a monopoly on precious resources, and the third of which is just some good guys, are once again mounting up for war. When complex political machinations come to a head, can our heroes survive the storm? Are we playing Fire Emblem Three Houses? I mean, sort of. This... The game is really all about the political intrigue, right? It is very much in the vein of Final Fantasy Tactics. Three Houses also has this similar where it's like, let's dive deep into the lore of all of these kingdoms and their history and their people. And then we just beat each other up. The game is about 40 hours for the first playthrough, but you might want to do more than one playthrough because it has a branching morality system that guarantees you won't get every character or story on a single playthrough. Here's one of the coolest things about this game, because normally a branching morality system is, do you save the kitten from the tree, or do you burn down the tree with the kitten in it, right? This has a... Don't burn down the tree, by the way. This has a triad, right? It It's less morality and more philosophy, and I am desperately skimming through my notes to try and remember what the names... Okay, they're called One Convictions. Of them, yes, I was... Okay. And See, I remember a little bit more than I thought. The I th- your three options. It's never good or evil. Your three options are morality... Or liberty. Liberty is one of them, right? or utility. Okay, yeah. And your first playthrough, it does not tell you what choices you're making affecting which one of these. That's right. one of the... When you go through New Game Plus, it actually gives you transparency into this choice is plus five morality. Oh, I didn't know that. That would have been nice to have for a first playthrough. But. Um, and a lot of the unlockable characters meet you at certain benchmarks of those three principles. So just I played through the first time blind. I just played through it for fun. Um, I did not unlock any they're not defined as ultimate characters, but like there is one character where if you, there's one character for each maxed out of those three. Mm -hmm. And of course I didn't get that because I wasn't playing a particular way. I was just playing what felt right to me. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that it's, I'm going to have to stop calling it a morality system because it's a philosophy system. It's very interesting that they made it a a triangle, that that was their strategy because it adds so much more complexity than just yeah. good or evil, right? Yeah. Because now there's combinations and so many more paths to walk down. I unfortunately do not remember many character names. I remember Anna the Assassin mm-hmm. was best girl. Uh, I would just, Anna would turn invisible and then I would have her go all by herself to the behind the enemy lines, and she would just fight her way back to us <laughs> all by herself every time. That's great. A- Anna was the goat in my playthrough. I also really liked the shaman woman that I unlocked, mm-hmm. um, who had a whole bunch of weather magic, in particular lightning magic, which was really fun when there was levels where I could lure enemies into large bodies of water and then hit it with electricity. Yeah. Um, that was a really cool moment in the game when it showed me, hey, if you have electricity hit the railing of this ship, it'll travel down the whole metal railing of the ship and shock everybody on this metal. <laughs> and the same in water. So that was always fun to play with. Yeah. So those are the two characters that really stuck with me the most was Anna I and liked, Shaman. I just liked the main pink haired girl. She was great. Whose name I don't remember. I but don't. I remember that I liked her and she was like a fire mage. One of one of the ultimate characters is a barrel. 
Mm-hmm. If I recall correctly, yeah. it's like a barrel robot. Yeah. I did not get that one. Anyway. I didn't get it. I think you and I, based on the ending that we said we got, played I think the same we game. Played yeah. the same way. Yes. But let's go ahead and talk about the combat system. Have fun talking to yourself. <laughs> no, I actually, I mean, I don't remember a lot of it, but I do. Honestly, anybody who's yeah. played Final Fantasy Tactics, you're most of the way there with at least the basic mechanics, right? There's different heights on terrain. There's battle advantages to attacking somebody from behind, which means on your turn, you move a character, you perform an action, and at the end, you decide which way you want your character to face. Yeah. Right? All of that is very Final Fantasy Tactics. There is an advantage to having high ground. One year ago when I wrote these notes, I thought I was funny. And we'll, I put, we'll be the judge of that now. No, I, I'm telling you it's not, uh, because I'm looking at this joke that I wrote a year You've ago. changed a lot in one year. And I'm really wondering why I thought it was in the least bit entertaining. So I'm going to read this sentence out as I typed it a year ago, just so we can all acknowledge that I was not funny. Okay. So, like, I'm in on the bit, guys. This is real dumb. <laughs> <clears throat> there is an advantage to having the high ground, proving that Obi-Wan Kenobi was right this whole time. You've grown a lot as a person mm-hmm. in one year. Yeah. Yeah. The turn order for battle. I'm sorry that that happened, everyone. <laughs> we will refund your money immediately. <laughs> That's from Star Wars, right? <laughs> I, I did a Star Wars reference. The turn battle is clearly visible at all times. Mm -hmm. You can always see who's coming up next, and there are plenty of ways to manipulate it. Uh, There are skills that can change turn order, and there's also... You can speed up a character's turn by not having them do anything. Mm -hmm. uh, Because each turn you can move and take an action. If you don't do both of those things, your turn order comes up quicker. If you do neither of those things, it comes up even quicker than that. Why would you not want to take any action? What's the point? That builds up TP, which I guess is turn points. Toilet paper. Everybody has a basic attack. They can just do a basic attack for free. That's fine. But every character also has unique abilities powered by TP, and you gain one TP per turn, although some abilities can give you extra. So there is a benefit to just sitting there building up TP because the more TP something costs, the better the skill is. I remember all of this. It's almost as if I've played this game before. (laughs) For example, my shaman character that I really liked, if you let her build up, I think it was five TP, which is like the max. Mm -hmm. She did a lightning storm that just electrocuted every enemy on the field. So, yeah, my goal with her would be, you know what? You just sit in the back. Don't do anything for a while. You just let me know when you're rested. Cool? Cool. Um, Like Fire Emblem, the characters also increase their job rank through a combination of levels and medals. Mm -hmm. Right? So you can... They also have upgradable stat and skill trees. So you can Mm -hmm. kind of control their growth and aim them. I Like I said, I really made Anna just this stealth assassin character. The game also has a kudos system. You earn kudos points whenever they perform actions in keeping with their class. Like a knight spearing two enemies at once. Or a mage hitting three people with an area of effect spell. Uh, then you can trade those kudos in for special abilities and job medals. 
Isn't kudos a kind of candy? It's also just a good, you know, attaboy. Well, I, I know that, but uh, I've yeah, never kudos. Is yeah, they're these tiny of. granola bars with like M and M's and chocolate mm-hmm. drizzles and stuff on them. Like just Chris is showing us a picture no, of kudos no health, right now. No health benefits whatsoever. No, no, no. This is yeah, that's what they hand out whenever you do good in combat. Yeah, they they, ra- they rain down from the sky, covered in M and M's. If you have an enemy in a pincer attack, this was a really cool feature. So you've got a person in front of and behind a particular enemy. If one of your people hit that person, the other ally of yours also gets an extra shot. Yeah. So you can really mob up on somebody, which is a lot of fun. The downside is it works for enemies, too. They can do it to you. The game also gives you quietus points. Quietus points are for you, the player. They are not for the characters because they allow you to do things like heal a person anywhere on the map or teleport somebody to somewhere else on the map or resurrect somebody or add to everybody's tp you get to you you get to do one of these things per battle so each battle you can pick the one quietest point that you want to spend to really turn the tide in your favor and then for leveling every battle has a suggested level for the characters and how much xp characters get for their actions in that battle is based on their level compared to the recommended level So if you want to level up somebody you haven't used much, great. Surround them with strong players. Bring them in. Especially if they can perform actions that don't require them to hit enemies, you can just let them earn a level per turn sitting there, you know, oh, boost my strength, boost my strength, boost my strength. Hey, I just gained three levels. Always really welcome. It reminds me of the trail series where you get exponentially more experience if you're underleveled. Yes, I I do like it when games make it easy for you to catch up. If you're going to give me a lot of characters, I'm going to play favorites. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to require me not to play favorites, then you better give me a way to super level up so that everybody stays roughly the same. Honestly, the combat system, you can see the DNA of other SRPGs that they have taken from, from this. Ogre Tactics... Jean d'Arc. Jean d'Arc, which, which I've I, never played, which but I, I trust mention you. about every fifth episode on this <laughs> podcast because I love it. Um, and that's what I... It's funny because I remember so little about this game. I remember things, and then they were things from Jean d'Arc. So, um, <laughs> like when you were talking about Anna, there was a character named Colet in Jean d'Arc, and he was the Anna. I would just run. He couldn't turn invisible, but he got two turns per, per, he got like two actions per turn compared to everybody else just getting one. So I would just run across the battlefield with him and just slaughter everything. This will become, a, this is going to become a Jean d'Arc episode. <laughs> oh, is that the plan? Okay. That's what I have for combat system. It, it really is, I want to call it the best SRPG combat system. It, it's, it feels like the culmination of mm-hmm. SRPG combat yeah. systems, right? They really have taken all the bits that have worked in other systems and they've brought them in here. I think maybe the only thing that's missing that I like is in Fire Emblem when you can sometimes talk to enemy soldiers and recruit them. Mm, yeah. Like that's the one piece that's missing. Um, the game itself is great. Let's talk about it. sounds great. <laughs> you should play it sometime. I should play it someday. Uh, we can talk about innovations. The game is divided into four types of scenes, right? Story scenes where characters are just talking, right? Cut scenes, essentially. 
battle scenes where you do the fights. Now, these are these are the expected things. Most SRPGs are just these two scenes, right? It's talky bits, fighty bits, talky bits, fighty bits, back and forth, back and forth. This game also has exploration scenes where you walk around areas talking to NPCs. These are less common in SRPGs, although mm-hmm. you do get them in, like, Shining Force and yeah. Shining Force and 2. Fire Emblem is starting to implement them more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the most recent Fire Emblem games have it. Yeah. And then lastly is voting scenes, which is... I'll talk more in detail in a minute, but uh, that th- those are the four things that you've got going on. In America, I kind of don't want to talk about voting, but <laughs> I will give you your give you your platform. The thing that really stands out about the exploration scenes is there is a heavy encouragement to talk to all NPCs, sometimes multiple times, because your characters learn things. By talking to NPCs, you will learn about uh, characters, events, or whatever that you can then talk to another NPC to get even further into that story, unlock side paths, unlock items, unlock additional dialogue options. It's a little bit like uh, Final Fantasy II had a passphrase system where Mm -hmm. you would learn words and use words. Romancing Saga had NPC dialogue unlocking locations. This is very much like this, where it doesn't have the same depth of like the Legend of Heroes Trails series, where you want to talk to all the NPCs because they all have such vibrant lives. (laughs) But you do want to talk to all the NPCs because it can do things for you. How is Sammy the Maid, by the way? My favorite Trails as a character. Sammy the Maid is the best. She's great. Yes, no, I I couldn't afford her to clean up the house. I've tried. So voting scenes are where the story branches, right? Um, Basically, your entire party gets together and decides, hey, we've got options. What are we going to do? Where are we going to go next? What are we going to do next? And you don't have full control over that decision. Uh, You are presented with options. Your various party members have ones that they prefer, And you can try and sway them to whatever you want. You get to vote. Everybody gets to vote. And you can try and sway their vote. But how effective you are at swaying their vote depends on how close you are with them and how much the decision you're trying to make is in line with the decisions you've made up to this point, right? If, say, for this entire game, you've been making liberty choices, liberty choices, liberty choices, and again first playthrough you don't know what choice that is so it's more role-playing right and then suddenly you decide oh i want to go and make this utility choice which is completely out of character for me but it's what i want to do you're going to have a really hard time convincing your party to go with your sudden personality shift so you don't have complete control over where the plot goes which means even if you look up online for the best ending make this series of choices might not be as easy as that um which i really i like that i kind of like not having full control over it it does it makes i can see where people might be frustrated with Mm -hmm. that but it really enhances the role-playing element it does (laughs) thank you russ i agree grinding for levels in srpgs has always been a bit of an odd duck right? Because usually it's just battles, battles, battles. This game offers something called mental battles, which are various scenarios with various goals. Each one is varied, and it's basically a way to grind battles to gain experience, but since they are all 
different scenarios. There's, you know, uh, a giant raised platform in the middle and you're going to try and shove people off of this platform. It's varied enough that the grinding doesn't feel obnoxious, which I really like. And what I, the last innovation that I have is by all means, my favorite innovation this game has done. And I think it's what every game needs to do from now on because we're all adults. We have lives. Mm-hmm. During any scene where characters are talking, any scene in the game, you push one button and it pops up a brief little screen explaining who's talking, what their relevance in the story is, who they're connected to, and their motives. Just a quick little bullet point list of who... Because, like, some of these countries, it's like, yeah, there's this one country. It's got a council of eight people. How am I going to memorize eight new <laughs> fantasy names? No, you don't have to. You hit a button. It's like, oh, this is the Ministry of War for that country. Great. And they update as the story goes on. It's so simple. Very but convenient. so amazing. I never lost track of the plot because at any point I could just be like, wait, who was this guy again? This is the th- guy who betrayed your father and murdered him in cold blood and laughed at you. Oh, yes, that's him. <laughs> you probably okay. don't want to be nice to him. In yeah. That case. So I don't, I don't know why this feature never existed before because yeah. it seems so easy to do. I was using this constantly because, you know, as an adult, sometimes it's two weeks between getting to sit down and play a game. Yeah. How am I supposed to remember all of the complex political machinations? X. Oh, it's that guy. That way, the only person you have to remember is Sammy the Maid. Mm-hmm. Wrong game. I know. I'm sorry. Those are the major innovations. Well, uh, also, I mentioned New Game Plus prior, uh, which lets you keep track of the innovation uh, of the various philosophy paths that you can go down. It also raises the level of all the enemies in the game. So, like, New Game Plus, you get to keep your equipment and your levels and everything, but, like, the difficulty remains constant as you play through again and again. Uh, So you're not all of a sudden just steamrolling everything. Did you play this multiple times? Uh, I played, like, the first couple missions in the New Uh, Game Plus. I was just curious to see how it worked out. Yeah. So I played maybe, like, two, three hours of the New Game Plus just to see what it was like and it offered a lot more features than just all right do it again good that's what i have for innovations russ did you have any other innovations you wanted to talk about so many let me get out my list Uh, you know i don't think we've got time uh we're running a little long so let's go ahead (laughs) and move on to music So, music uh, for Triangle Strategy was provided by Akira Senju. Uh, If you don't know that name as a video game composer, I'm not surprised. Because he's like an actual just professional composer of like music for everything. (laughs) Like just one of those classical composer guys. One of his credits is as a conductor. So This is his fourth video game that he's done yes and two of the other ones are full metal alchemist games yeah that was my next point is that going to be that you may know him from full alchemist brotherhood for which he provided the entire score um including the two ps2 games that came out in 2009 that i have not played but are also square enix games 
Uh, as an aside, he also, uh, in the 90s, did a score for a game called Fighting Illusion K1 Grand Prix. Can you guess what kind of game that is? Uh, I'm going to guess it's a fighting game. Yeah, it's a boxing game, but I would I would have thought K1 Grand Prix. I was yeah. totally thinking, <laughs> thinking like well, like you're racing bo- game. You're boxing yeah. while racing. Yeah, that would be an amazing game. I would love to play that. Uh, so yeah, he does not have very many video game credits, and two of them are Full Out Metal Alchemist, for which you know, like I said, the show he also wrote music for. Um, having said yes, this game is very orchestral. <laughs> um, there's a lot of you know like real instruments like you can actually hear like a real you know orchestra playing like this stuff one thing that i like about it that's a little bit different um from what you would expect from like a game that's orchestral like this like you know it definitely will give you final fantasy tactics vibes um because you know it's very like punctuated string parts and like very pounding and like you know the battle themes are very marchy and things like that uh but occasionally he'll throw in a full kit drum into there (laughs) and just like kind of throw a rock beat in there even though there's still an orchestra playing and i really like that there's a particular song in the demo it was called negotiation but in the final game it's called unshaken conviction which is a nice upgrade uh there's yeah it's just this orchestra song that has a full kit drum in it and I, i i love that um but yeah, having said, since it's an orchestral soundtrack and it's pretty consistent throughout the game, it's hard to comment on any particular piece. It all just kind of flows together in terms of like, you know, the music kind of swells dramatically for the dramatic parts and, you know, it lightens up a little bit for the lighter parts and, you know, saddens up for the sad parts. Like it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Um I will say I wrote a note that I wish that the new Zeldas had music like this. That was like... <laughs> Burn! <laughs> yeah. I, I don't... It's because it's not minimalist. It's maximalist. It's, yeah. you know, every scene in the game, every piece of music I heard across the soundtrack, which, by the way, if you listen to it on YouTube, which I did because I did not play through this whole game, uh, the, the OST, like, video is four hours long. So, wow. yeah, there's a lot of music in this game. I do recall... Uh, as you're in a combat, if the tide of the combat really turns against you, like party members are dropping left and right, the music changes. Yeah. Um, like, the the intensity picks up. <laughs> I like when that happens, when the game's just like, no, no, you're in real trouble. <laughs> that hel- that'll happen sometimes. You usually don't see that outside of Western RPGs. Uh, the earliest game I can remember that did that was Ultima Underworld. Which, uh, as you were in there doing first-person battles and stuff, it would start with this really fast, like, you know, um, a really fast piece of music. And then, like, as the enemy is about to die, it starts to get into a little more dirgy type stuff. Well, if you were about to die, it would be, like, a dirge. But if, like, the enemy is about to die as well, it would slow down to, like, this kind of, I don't know, this other thing. Um, That's cool to know, because, yeah, I did notice that there's nine different combat themes in this game, so... I guess that must be uh, changing with the actual tide of battle. But yeah, any RPG that has nine different battle themes is a good one in my book. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All there is to say about the soundtrack as far as that goes. (laughs) Well, then we can move on to final thoughts. Go 
head, Russ. <laughs> My final thought is that I might want to play this game someday. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, mine too. <laughs> no, I know, I know that I liked it. I do remember that. I know that I found it similar to Jean d'Arc, and I love Jean d'Arc. Um, and maybe I should pick it up again. I mean, I beat it once, and you're talking about all these things, you know. The new game plus. The new game plus stuff, yes. Morality systems that you can see and all of that. So um, This has the most replayability of yeah. any SRPG because of and I think how it, varied the branching storyline yeah. path is. And my number one complaint, which you mentioned and I didn't even realize, is that you can't see the morality system. And because I like control of things, I didn't like that I couldn't see the morality or the philosophy system. Yeah through the first playthrough, so I think I might revisit it a second playthrough and um, have that information about so, what I'm so doing. So how many out of five Jean Darks are you giving it? Um, I'll give it... I'll give it four out of five Jean Darks. Okay. Um, because just... And I might give it more if I could remember more of it. But we are professional podcasters. We're, we are very professional. This was a... This was a... This was a it's been a rough year. Different one for me. Yeah. The, I will say this is a game that I can't off the cuff uh, talk about because I've only played it one time. And like everything else we've ever reviewed on this podcast, almost everything else I've played multiple times. So I gave this game an A+. Plus. Uh, it, it, notes as written. So this is, this is what I wrote from a year ago. And it seems like ridiculously high praise, right? But I am choosing to believe myself as I wrote this a year ago. These, this was my feeling. Well, you know as that your I'm, sense of humor has improved, but this is how I felt after I beat the game for the first time. Okay. This is quite simply the best SRPG I've ever played. I can see the DNA of other great SRPG series in it. They took the best aspects of everything that came before. Um, I I now don't remember feeling that strongly about it, but it's been a year since I played yeah. it. Uh, maybe I should pick it up again because yeah. it sounds like I really loved this game. <laughs> um, maybe we could do a version two of this review someday <laughs> when, we're, should... when we're both refreshed. <laughs> Play it again. Yeah. Uh, so, no, uh, this is a great SRPG. Uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, apparently you can just keep replaying it and it gets better and better. Yeah. Uh, before we go, let's talk about some media that we're currently consuming or engaged with. Something we're currently watching. Uh, I've been watching a show called Um Actually, which is on Dropout TV. So this is really kind of a plug for Um Actually and Dropout TV. Dropout TV is a streaming network. It's $6 a month by the original College Humor people. Uh, they have so many good shows on there. Uh, game Changer, which is a game show where the rules of the game change every episode and they don't tell the contestants. Um, are those those clips that you send me on TikTok all the time? Yes. Okay, those are delightful. I, I, I also endorse this. Make Some News, which Noise, which is just an improv game. Breaking News, which is they play newscasters and they have to read headlines without knowing what they are. And if you crack a smile or laugh, you lose a point. Uh, but I've really been enjoying Um Actually, which is a game show about pedantic nerd trivia where they read uh, a long paragraph long statement about a popular form of media and people have to ring in and say, um, actually, and point out the thing that is incorrect in the statement. 
I don't have any examples for you off the top of your of my head, but I have been watching the show a lot uh, and pick, learning a lot of trivia and finding out that I'm pretty good at this sort of nerd stuff. Very nice. Um, again, six bucks a month. Um, actually, <laughs> um, actually, uh, they've I taken, recommend it. They've taken like an a very annoying personality trait of certain people and turned it into an irritating game show is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's fun. On their set, (laughs) they also have like a D21 in the background or a a Vulcan hand doing the salute the wrong way. (laughs) Uh, They have incorrect things on set. There's uh, a couple of Psy with Donatello's mask in front of it. Um, Yeah, mm -hmm. things like this. It's really good. I recommend checking out dropout.tv. Uh, I recommend checking out um, um actually. So, hey. Russ, what's something you've been watching or playing or reading or The only thing that comes to mind right now is I finished the second season of Yellow Jackets on Showtime/Paramount Plus, which is the show about teenage cannibals lost in the woods. Sure. Um, and then their adult lives 25 years later, and uh, it's delightful, and I highly recommend it. And the whole Teenage Cannibal thing is not a spoiler, because that happens in the first five minutes of the first episode. <laughs> um, Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but quite good. Uh, Melanie Linsky, Christina Ricci, Tawny Cypress, and Juliette Lewis are like the main four ladies. Uh, powerful, powerful women show uh which is right up my alley and it's very good and anybody who likes those women or cannibalism <laughs> um shout out for cannibalism yeah cannibalism, cannibalism. yeah or should, both yeah both uh should definitely check it out it's quite good yeah how about you chris what are you watching reading eating whatever does it have to be like outside of video games it can be anything it can be say. video games if you want i don't care I uh, I sunk like uh, sixty or seventy hours over the past month into Vampire Survivors. Ooh yes, yeah. I knew that yeah. that was a pit of quicksand when I when I downloaded <laughs> it, but I had to review a game that was adjacent to it, so I had to compare the two. And I was like, for five dollars, then I'll I'll go ahead and buy it so I can you know talk about this other game. And yeah, I was not prepared for six hundred hours of content mm-hmm. <laughs> like in a yeah. little five dollar game where you just walk around and passively attack things, right. but. <laughs> Turns out that's the case, and uh, I had to like willingly put it down, and I may still pick it back up, though. <laughs> it is good. Mm-hmm. So, Russ, if they want to play Triangle Strategy, where can they get it? You can play it on your Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that's about it. And that's it. Yeah. That is it. All right. Uh, so, we're still on the slower update schedule. So, in two months, join us for Breath of Fire 3. Ooh. Which I which I do know about. Um, Thank goodness, my voice you... <laughs> is getting tired. <laughs> yes. By the time that episode comes out, I will have owned Breath of Fire three for a couple of months. <laughs> good for you. Because I don't currently own it, Very good. but I did buy it. Nice. But as of this recording, I don't have it. But you'll be able to talk about the music. We believe in you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Time is meaningless. Yeah. You can always talk about music. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Home 
on the RNG is a presentation of Mad Centaur Productions. You can find Jeff on YouTube at youtube.com slash centaurproductions or on Twitter at Jeff Centaur. You can find Russ on Twitter at RussMac25. You can find Chris on Twitch at twitch.tv slash liarexaggerate or on Twitter at enrichflavor. Thank you for listening and remember to save your game before powering off this podcast. Remember when Burger King released a video game? They released three video games. I know, but the, the Sneaking is Sneak the one King. that I particularly... Can we review that instead? Sneak King from Burger King on the Xbox 360. It sounds like we have to. Yeah. I probably I know have, more also, about it than about Triangle Strategy. I also I hope you keep it. all this in. I put bloopers at the end. Good.